Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's me. It's Jake. It's Jake. It's me. It's me, Jake. Jake Johansson. That's right. You're, I'm talking into the machine. I'm doing it. I'm doing it like like I said to do it. And uh, I'm starting off the podcast right now. It seems like to me that I've already started the podcast because, in fact, I did start it off one time and I'm starting it again. This is episode 173. With, a, with an asterisk. I'm not going to put an asterisk on there, but I did start the podcast because um, I wanted to do a podcast today because I'm heading to New Zealand. I'm flying down there with my family to visit my family. <laughs> my family, my in-law family, not my not my blood family. What does that even mean, my blood family? Well, of course, they're related to me by blood, but then how far, far back? But there's some of them aren't, you know, you get into your cousins and then there's some other blood in there. That's not the same as you, but I, but I care about them all. There's some step brothers and whatnot in there too that uh but they're all just brothers to me because what you know look we're all brothers we're all in this together we need a little bit more of that we need a little bit more that we're all in this together that's in my opinion that's what we need some more of that today is a day that uh wasn't the greatest day i woke up and i thought i've got i'm gonna do the podcast today i'm gonna get on the podcast machine i don't have a guest it's not easy to get guests well it's not hard to get guests i just had to call a friend and have him come over but you got to call them, and you got to get them to come over, and they have to be able to come over on a day when you're going to be here. It's no point having your guests come over, and then you're not here. That can backfire on you. Well, it's not even a backfire. It's just a plan. That's a fail. You've got a problem when that happens. Anyway, um, I don't have a guest, but I wanted to do some podcasts today because it's been a while since the last podcast, episode 172, which uh, you could have figured out the number, but that was a big chat I had with Dr. Chris Ryan. And that came out May 31st. And what is it today? If you, if I had to check the date, which I can, that's an easy thing I can do while I'm talking. Today is June 12th. And uh, so I thought, well, I'm going to go on the podcast today, June 12th. And I don't know if you're listening to this on June 12th, but if you are, it's not the greatest day because um, last night there was a shooting of uh, 50, at least the death toll was 50 the last time I heard it uh, at a nightclub in Florida. And so that it's terrible. It's uh, so it's not the greatest day to be trying to go on the internet and talk about, oh, I'm just going to talk about the top news stories on the BBC on a Sunday, which is usually good. You know, it's some elephant got his ear pierced or, uh, you know, something some something good. A guy flew in, flew an airplane uh, over the top of a rainbow or something. Some, something good like that. I mean, I, and I wish that's... When I, so I go on the BBC this morning... Hoping to see a guy flew an airplane over the top of a rainbow. Um, I don't know if anyone's done that before, but if they haven't, I think we need to get somebody working on that. But but, but before before I could uh, anyway, all the stories were about this horrible shooting. So that happened. So we're all in this together. That's what we need to remember. We need to remember. You know, I, I don't even want to get into the whole gun thing. I think there it would be nice if there were less guns. But when people are gonna start using violence it's it's guns or they're going to figure some other terrible violence but let's not let's be nice let's try some forgiveness let's try some forgiveness and let's try some kindness and let's all see if we can get down with that as a concept because then maybe we wouldn't have to express our anger and frustration with violence and we could kind of it's not easy to forgive people that you're mad enough uh to be violent towards but uh, but let's try Let's try that. Yeah, people say I'm a dreamer. I don't want to minimize someone else's pain out there because I know it's terrible and a lot of people are struggling and, and dealing with just how awful. I had to sit down and put my hand on my 
part, not because I was having some comic book heart attack, but I just, I felt like that's where my hand w needed to go. That's where my, that's where your hand wants to go when you hear about 50 people who are out at a nightclub enjoying themselves and now they're not going to come home because someone shot them. Your hand goes to your heart and you have to sit down. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me when I was going to do this podcast. And I think that's probably what happened to a lot of you who are listening to this podcast. You, and you, you don't need me bringing that up. Anyway, I was going to go... I was going to go through the news and talk about some news, but what do you talk about when you can't talk about the, the news? Well, you can talk about getting ready to go to New Zealand. Um, I'm getting ready to go to New Zealand with my family, to see my family, to see my other family, to see we're all, we're all, we're all in this together. That's how I started out, but some of us are in it together more than others when you talk about your family. Those are the people that you're really in. you got to sit around a table with those people and eat and find things to talk about and uh, and be nice to each other. And so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting down to New Zealand, being nice with my family, and I didn't have time to get a guest, and I thought I was just going to be able to talk about something on the Internet, but then that didn't happen. I voted. That's the thing that I did since the last podcast. My goodness, I'm all over the place. I'm struggling. I'm treading water here. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to let this podcast beat me. I am not going to give up. I am not going to give up because that's what I tell you. Don't give up. Get out there and try and hang in there. Help yourself. Help someone else. If you, if you don't feel like you can help yourself, help someone else. You know, everybody else's problems always seem like less of a big deal than your problems. So go help somebody else with some of their problems. If your problems are kicking your ass, and I don't blame you, they, the, your problems are tough. I don't even know you. I mean, some of you I must know. I don't even know you, but your problems are tough. I do get that because I know what my problems are like. So I know that your problems are tough. And I, I know sometimes you feel like, why don't I just give up? Why don't I just give up on these problems? Well, let me tell you, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. I've said it before. Put your problems on pause and go help someone else with their problems, although that can backfire. You know, that can really backfire. You, you, you go, I've got a wife. She's got problems. Man, and this is a men are from Mars, women are from Venus kind of a thing. People from Venus, sometimes they like to talk about their problems, but they do not need you solving your problems. And I'm not talking about mansplaining or some kind of sexist bullshit. I didn't get married because I'm sexist. I got married because I was in love with another person, and that person happened to be a lady, in my case, because that's how I roll. But if that's not how you roll, I'm cool with that, too. What I'm trying to say is... Help someone else solve their problems, but not if they don't want you to help them solve their problems. And sometimes my particular wife, and not to generalize this out to an all-ladies kind of situation, uh, my particular wife sometimes uh, does not want me to help her. She just wants to tell me about her problems. And so the way that I can help her with her problems is to listen to her fully tell me those problems, not ask a lot of questions, try not to interrupt her, just listen to her problems. And then at the end of it, say something like, Boy, those are some fucking problems. And she loves it. <laughs> she loves it. I go, man, I'm glad I don't have those problems. Those are some fucking problems. You're up against it with those problems. And she goes, man, you tell it, brother. That's what she'll say to me, even though I'm her husband, not her brother. Well, she won't say brother. I, I made that up just because I thought it sounded funny for my wife to call me brother. But uh, she does. When you tell her, boy, those are some problems, I don't know what the hell you're going to do with problems like those. She loves it, and that's enough, and that it's super easy. You know, I used to think, oh, I, I got to, when she's done talking about these problems, I'm going to have to clock in and and start 
brainstorming some solutions. Or, God forbid, not only brainstorm solutions, I'm going to have to get off my ass. I would have said fat ass, but I don't have a fat ass anymore. I lost a little bit of weight, ladies and gentlemen, from exercising and monitoring what I was putting in my face. Um, so I get off. I might have to get off, off my ass and help my wife out with these problems. That's what I thought I was going to have to do for a long time. And uh, that was a heavy weight on my shoulders because I thought, man, not only do I have my problems, but now i got to get off my ass and help my wife with her problems. But she did not want help with her problems. She just wanted to tell me what those problems were and have me validate it by saying, man, those are some problems. So, gentlemen, this is a little bit of advice if you're dealing with a lady. And maybe this isn't. I shouldn't make it into a sexist thing. I don't want to. Oh, man. You can't even help you're in some kind of sexist issue thing i've got i'm I've, i don't want to be i don't think of myself as sexist but if that's how you think of me look um i forgive you for that but uh, i'm doing my best that's all i can say to you is and that's not an excuse or an explanation i'm just telling you i'm doing my i'm doing my best or i'm trying to do my best all the time and then when i'm not trying to do my best i'm taking a little bit of a breather and trying to figure out what I could do differently to make it more my best. That's how I want. That's how I want to be rolling and living my life. So, um, where was I? Oh, you don't always have to solve your wife's problems. Sometimes you just got to tell them that they're tough problems, and that and that's true of a lot of people. Sometimes people just want to tell you their problems, not even that they're complaining. I think complaining is only good if you enjoy it. Like a lot of stand-up comedy is complaining. People get up there and they go on a tirade rant complaining about their problems but that doesn't solve anything but it's entertaining to the to the to the public to the general ticket buying public now when i was down in australia and over in britain they call the ticket buying they call them punters the punters the punters love the punters love a little bit of complaining and i thought punters i thought it was insulting to the to the punters to call them punters but it's not insulting that's sometimes you're the punter and sometimes you're the you're the 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 I, what is it? The punty? The person who's talking? Yeah, that's not a punty. You're the person that the punters have come to see, which rhymes with punty. See and punty, those rhyme. But I don't think punty is even a even a word. Anyway, back to what was I saying? Ah, so I don't have a guest this week, and that was a that was a problem. And I could have given up on it. I could have given up and said, I don't have a guest. There's not going to be an episode. I'm just going to fly to New Zealand. I'm not going to put out an episode. Plus, the news today is terrible. All of the top stories are about the terribleness. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to get in. There's plenty of people into the terribleness. You turn on your TV, turn on your radio, go on your internet. You can't even look at your effing Twitter. What happened? I want to, I want, I want to, I want a monkey riding a kitty cat. That's what I'm in the mood for right now. And I got to Google that myself. There's not just somebody putting that on Twitter right now. No, they're not, because they're arguing about guns or uh, gay people or Florida or. Ah, jeez. Anyway, I had to clock out on that. So, so reading the news was out. I didn't have a guest. What was I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about my trip to New Zealand. I'm going to New Zealand. I'm going with my wife. I'm going with my daughter. They both have New Zealand passports because they're special. You know, my my wife's first reaction this morning about the terrible news was, "We're moving to New Zealand. I'm not going to have our daughter get shot out at a gay nightclub." And I said, "Well, let's." She's almost twelve, but she's not going to be out at a nightclub for a while. But I knew it. I knew what my wife because they're coming into the shooting people in friggin' schools now. Anyway, I said to my wife, "That's not all. It's not people aren't getting shot. This is my country. I live here. My wa- my wife moved here. She's a citizen here now, and our daughter is is a here person. She's a, she's an American. She's not a Kiwi. They, she has a Kiwi passport." 
because they hand them out to you. If you come out of the um, vagina of a, of a Kiwi, then you can get a Kiwi passport. I think that's how it works. I mean, I don't want to get into it. I'm sure that's not how they word it on their website. But uh, anyway, my, my wife and daughter both have Kiwi passports. I had to find those. That's why I wasn't booking a guest. I was looking for passports to get my wife and daughter into the country of not their origin, but they've both got those passports. Plus, we got American passports. I got an American passport. I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell you about all the passports that they have. But it's, it's totally legal and above board what they're doing. Anyway, I've got a passport, and my passport is an American passport. And so I enjoy going to visit New Zealand. I don't have anything against it, but I'm not, I don't, I want to move there. I don't want, I especially don't want to move there when the going gets tough. I don't want, when, when the United States, it seems like we're up against it now. People are getting shot all the time here, and we've got to solve this problem. And I'm not just going to run away to another country and say I'm punching out on this. I mean, I get it. I'm an old guy. What am I going to do? Can't run. I'm not going to run for president. It's a little bit late for that for me. That's what I think. But how old is Bernie Sanders? How old is Hillary Clinton? How old is Donald Trump? Those people are all older than me. It's. Uh, I'm still young enough. I'm, I'm currently... I think I'm just a little bit younger, about the same age as the current president, but I'm going to be a lot younger than the new president if it's one of these, uh, well, it's going to be one of the two. I don't, I don't think Bernie's in it. But, uh, I mean, he's in it. He's in it. He still hasn't washed his hands of the whole thing. Anyway, right, so I couldn't get a guest. I didn't want to talk about the news. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm voting. I'm an old person. I can't change the world. Uh, I had to go get our passports out and then buy some Band-Aids. We needed some Band-Aids for the trip because um, because we were out of Band-Aids, quite frankly. And the last thing you want is to be in a foreign country and need Band-Aids because who knows what kind of Band-Aids they got in these other countries, even though New Zealand is formerly part of the Commonwealth and associated with Britain and Australia. And I think I did get a Band-Aid down in Australia. I'm sure I've gotten some... Uh, Kiwi band-aids before, but uh, they, let's face it, I don't think they got a band-aid factory in New Zealand, and, I, and I'm not sure how to even find that out. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure about how to start finding that out. Um, and, I've, and I've recently figured out how to pause the uh, this thing. I've recently figured out how to pause the machine. So I'm going to Google where the... <laughs> yeah, Michael, do you really want to know? Hang on. Hang on just one second. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been on the internet. I've been on the internet and I found out some things. Boy, you can't. You go on that internet, they can't wait to tell you some more things about the thing that you don't want to know about. Um, but uh, I found out about uh, Band-Aid. Well, Band-Aid is brand name. We all know that. And what what I'm really talking about, what we're really talking about, is, is adhesive brand bandages. Adhesive bandages. Band-Aid is a brand of adhesive bandages, but we say Band-Aid. I don't know how they can still keep their copyrighted, but I don't want to get into the copyright laws. We all call them Band-Aids, so that should now be a generic thing. It's like Kleenex, but we got to call it Kleenex brand facial tissue. Facial tissue? Can you hand me a facial tissue? Who says that? Um, nobody. And everybody wants a Band-Aid. They, they don't want an adhesive bandage. Who's got time to say adhesive band I just cut my damn finger. I can't be asking you for an adhesive bandage. Give me a Band-Aid. That's, that's what I say. That's what we all say. But anyway, Band-Aid is a brand name. It's a trademark name for bandages sold by Johnson & Johnson. Earl Dixon invented the Band-Aid to save his wife's fingers. You know, he was an employee employee uh, as a cotton buyer for the Johnson & Johnson Company when he invented the Band-Aid in 1921. Think about that. <laughs> you think you're old until you hear about Earl Dixon. I don't know if he's alive right now, but I, I learned how to now pause this thing so I can find that out. Anyway, uh, he invented the, the Band-Aid because his wife Josephine Dixon 
was always cutting her fingers in the kitchen while preparing food. She was a little bit clumsy. How do you turn? Hey, so that's that's a that's a negative. Well, who's what? What are what are Josephine Dixon's problems? That's what she was saying to Earl Dixon. She was saying, Earl, I got I got some real problems. Maybe she, that's not how she talks. She had a voice like this, Earl. When I'm watching, I'm preparing the dinner, our food for us, you and me, and our children, our child. I don't know the, our child's name even, because that's not in the that's not in the article that I'm reading here. But anyway, Earl Dixon's uh, wife, Josephine. Sorry, why would I say her name like that? No, I'm not as good at this. I'm I'm getting some puppets, and that's going to make it a lot easier because without puppets, I can't too, I can't tell who I'm pretending to be because I don't know who's talking. Anyway, so Josephine Dixon said, "Earl, I'm cutting my fingers all the time." And Earl said, "Boy, that must be that's a real problem. You got a real problem." Josephine says, "I I'm I'm not telling you because I I need you to I I, I don't just want to tell you about my cut fingers. I need you to help me." Earl said, "Oh, that's 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 kind of old school." And and then Josephine said, "Well, it is it is 1921, Earl. So technically, I mean it to us, it's the present. But this is a while, long time ago to the people who are eventually going to be the beneficiaries of the solution that you're going to deliver to my cutting my finger problem." Earl said, "Wow, this is like a science fiction story. <laughs> I work at the Johnson and Johnson factory." Well, I get that, but help, help, help a sister out. <laughs> and uh, Earl said, well, it's weird that you just called yourself a sister because you're my wife. And anyway, um, so uh, Earl invents, at the time, the bandage, uh, bandage, uh, bandage consisted of separate gauze and adhesive tape that would, you'd cut it to the right size and put it on yourself. But Earl Dixon noticed that gauze and adhesive tape uh, would soon fall off her uh, busy fingers. Uh, Josephine Dixon. Earl, this this makeshift con- contraption you made me to help me out with my fingers, which I keep cutting all the time because I'm a little bit clumsy. Well, maybe maybe the real solution to this, uh, Josephine, is you should pay a little more attention while you're cooking your food. Don't mansplain how to make dinner. This I've got a job and I do it my way. You got a job and you do it your way. And I'm telling you this. Concoct this contraption you put on my finger with this adhesive tape and the gauze. It's not effective. It's bullshit. Earl said, "Well, I don't think there's any need to swear. You know, our children, our children are here." Um, anyway, so it, it was falling off her her fingers. So he decided to invent something that would stay in place to protect uh, small wounds better. So he took a piece of gauze and attached it to the center of a piece of tape, and then he covered it with crinoline to keep it sterile. I don't know what crinoline is. I'm just, to be frank, I'm just acting out some stuff I read on the internet after the ad played. Anyway, uh, James Johnson saw Earl Dixon's invention, and that's, James Johnson was Earl Dixon's boss, and uh, he decided to manufacture Band-Aids and sell them to the public, and made Earl Dixon vice president of Johnson & Johnson. So I guess that means that Earl got paid for helping his wife to solve her problem. And I'm assuming that his wife benefited from that because that was before community property, but let's face it, if you are married, you share and share alike. That's how we, maybe that's not necessarily how we do it nowadays, but that's how they did it back in the 1920s. Sales of band-aids were slow at first until Johnson & Johnson decided to give the Boy Scout troops uh, free band-aids as a publicity stunt, and by 1924, band-aids were machine-made, sold sterilized in 1939, and made with vinyl tape in 1958. That's I'm just reading you things from. I get it. You don't have time to go on the internet. Why? Because you're in your car. You're in your car worrying about your own problems. And I'm just telling you a little story about. Uh, I can't even remember his name. Earl Dixon and his wife Josephine Dixon. Earl, 
I love you. Thank you so much for solving my problem. These these Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages are really effective, and now we're rich. And so why don't we hire someone else to prepare our dinner? Well, Josephine, that is a good idea. But if it wasn't for your problems, we would not be rich. So I love you, too. See, that's how it works. <laughs> that's a little play. I don't know if this is going to be... That's the, Okay, this is one of the other... Um, um, the things that's on the news is the, the Tony Awards are tonight. So I don't know. Eventually, um, hopefully, that little uh, Earl Dixon play about Band-Aids will, uh, Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages, will get uh, made into a musical that will be as successful as Hamilton, which is poised to dominate the Tony Awards tonight uh, in New York City. But let me tell you, you want to know where Band-Aids are made? I tried to figure that out, too. I haven't just been goofing around. when I When I pause this thing, that's when I go to work to try and solve some of your problems. And what are your problems? Your problems are what am I going to listen to <laughs> when this is over? And I'm trying to keep it from being over. So what I found out is that uh, there's a factory in Sarasota, Florida, that quietly turns out 2 billion bandages a year. 2 billion. And by bandages, I think they mean adhesive bandages. So anyway, I found that out. It's in Sarasota, Florida. And the thing that we're not trying to talk about happening in Orlando, Florida, and uh, I can tell you that those are about an hour and 58 minutes apart, 130 miles via Interstate 75 North and I-4 East. All right, so there you have it. Now you know some things about Band-Aids, you know some things about Florida that are, um, that are nicer than the other thing that you know about Florida that we're trying not to talk about, and you know who's going to win some Tonys tonight, and that is uh, the actors and writers and, uh, uh, well, I don't know, who else, who are the producers, the music, the costume designers, who, who, who wins Tonys? What are the Tonys, what are the Tonys that are uh, up for Hamilton to win? Let me just pause this one time. I'll be right back. It won't, it won't take long to you. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. All right, I'm back. I found out some things. Hamilton is, uh, has got 16 uh, Tony Award nominations. Uh, maybe I said that already. I don't know, but... Uh, it's it got advanced ticket sales heading towards a hundred million dollars. That's some, that's some cat. That's some Hamiltons right there. Mm, you get it, Hamilton. I think he's on the, uh, I think he's on the ten, ten, ten dollar bill. Um, so yeah. So how many Hamiltons would be a hundred million dollars? That'll be that'll be ten million Hamiltons. I just did that right in my head, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Uh, an astonishing seven cast members, including the show's creator, Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, made the Tony cut. Uh, astonishing seven castles. So, oh, the guy who wrote it is in it? I guess, who writes a thing about Hamilton? <laughs> That's your vehicle? Oh, man, what a long shot. You talk about betting on things I in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna try, look, my... Uh, my Broadway acting career is a little bit slow. That's that's one of the things that that's one of the problems that I'm having. And uh, I, but don't worry, you know I don't need you to solve that because I got a solution. I've written a musical about Alexander Hamilton, and so that's I'm going to do that, and that's going to that's going to launch my uh, my Broadway acting career. What's going to take it to the next level? And also, it's going to establish me as a Broadway playwright, this, this musical I wrote about Alexander Hamilton. And then you're that person's friend. You're that uh, person's friend. You're, um, now look, I'll, I'll be honest with you because, um, I'm not sure, um, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. And that would be Lin-Manuel Miranda. So it's, I, I think, I think it's, I think that's a man, is it? 
I think it is. It is a man. See, now, see, there's so many ways that you can wind up a sexist. You know, you just got to stick to listening to your spouse's problems. But I didn't know that Lin-Manuel Miranda was a man until now. I, I, that shows you how in the dark I am. How can, how dare I discuss the Tony Awards? And I don't even know the gender of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, I dare because uh, it's free country and I can do what I want. I'm not hurting anybody. I don't even think Lin-Manuel Miranda would accuse me of hurting his feelings. But anyway, he's, uh, he's in Hamilton and he wrote Hamilton and he's, his life is set. You know, he took a long shot. He, he said, look, this is what I love to do is write plays about people who are on our money. And I picked Hamilton because, look, everybody's... It's all, it's all about the Benjamins. I mean, a lot of people say it's all about the Benjamins, but everybody knows about Benjamin Franklin. But what do they know? What do they know? He was kind of overweight, flew a kite, discovered electricity, went to France, had those round glasses. He invented the stove, the, ben, the Franklin stove. These are just things... If I prepared for this podcast, I would have some more things besides these things. But uh, did you invent a stove? I mean, it sounds trivial, doesn't it? Oh, you invented the Franklin stove. Well, who who cares about Franklin stoves? Well, you you know, I, I he probably made himself rich. Benjamin Franklin probably made himself rich the same way Lynn Manuel Miranda is getting some bank some cake off of this to Hamilton. He's got a hundred million dollars of advanced bookings for this damn play you can't even get in to see it you better you better get some benjamins if you want to go see hamilton that's what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. you heard me all right so um he's nominated for best actress and then philippa sue is nominated for or he's nominated for best actor oh my god this lynn miranda is really at a beef with me if he wants to take it up um he but uh She's nominated. Philip Philippa Sue is nominated for Best Actress in Hamilton. Uh, what else have they got? I'm just trying to scroll down. I sorry. David Diggs is Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical in Hamilton. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry nominated for Performance by an Actress in a Featured. I can't even read all these. I, there's 16 of them. Who's got time for all of this? But uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda is also nominated for best book of a musical, which I think is a book, is like a script, but because it's got music in it, they call it a book instead of a script, and uh, I don't know I don't know why they do that, it makes them seem, makes them seem important, um, but he also wrote the score, okay, well the music and lyrics, okay, I don't get it, so he wrote the music and lyrics, and then the book, I guess the book is the script, and then the music and lyrics is a separate thing, or maybe the book is a whole thing, and the music and lyrics are a thing, or is there a way to, I don't know how you separate this out, and frankly, I don't have time to pause this podcast and try and find out. Anyway, the uh, the best director of Hamilton is nominated. Uh, Hamilton's up for a lot of stuff, but it's not just Ham- Hamilton, uh, you know, that's nominated for these Tonys. I don't watch the Tonys because who? I'm not really. Hey, good for you. You're getting a trophy. You did a great job. Um, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going out there trying to watch you win awards for your best music i'll go see your musical i'll go see your musical but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch you win awards for your musical i'm a busy person i know you're a busy person when you're not too busy to listen to a dumb dumb ramble on about band-aids and uh tony awards you're not too busy for that but i like to think that we're both too busy to watch these damn awards i am i'm not watching that besides i want to win an award i don't want to watch somebody else win an award unless they're my friend or my mom member of my family. Sure, I'd be up for that. 
um, when when is when is when is our friend uh, when is our friend uh, uh, Earl Dixon going to win an award for inventing the band aid? That's what I like. It's about damn time, and I'm just shooting my mouth off because how do I know that he hasn't already won an award for that years ago? The award for helping out people who cut themselves a lot. You know, I don't know that that used to be televised, but now. It's on satellite radio. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to watch that award show. Although it's a much more important award, it helps us out in 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 our day to day, day to day time. So yeah. Anyway, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going on today that that aren't well. This the Tony Awards. That's what's on. I saw in here this Fiddler on the Roof is up for some Fiddler on the Roof. Can you believe it? I guess that's what they call a revival show. Because uh, that's been a while. Fiddler on the, the first fiddler on the roof is off the roof and in the ground. They've, that guy is done fiddling. He's uh, mm, tough going. I didn't mean to bring that up. Hey, it doesn't always kind of get around to people dying on this podcast, but that that is a thing that happens. Anyway, so why not? I got some band aids. I'm doing the podcast. I'm putting things away. I've got a, f- a few more things to take care of before we jet off to New Zealand, but I just wanted to check in. I wanted to 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 just put something up on the podcast, and I feel like this definitely, well, it definitely qualifies as something, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It qualifies as something. And, uh, and so, thank you. Thank you for listening to it, and uh, thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to put some things up in New Zealand. I'm going to be uh, podcasting there. My wife will be a guest. And she can't be here right now because she's off at an awards banquet for our daughter. I'm not even watching my daughter win an award. But she wasn't really up for an award, technically. She just played basketball. She didn't qualify for best this or that. Although nowadays, I mean, she's 11. She's going to be 12. So, of course, she gets an award. She gets a trophy. My wife texted me earlier, did I, did I pay for our daughter to get a trophy? That's, that's, that's the world we're living in now. They charge you. They take team photos, and you got to pay for why? Why don't you? Why don't I? I took a team photo with my phone, but we paid for the professional person to take a team photo. Look, I'm not trying to get any anybody unemployed, and uh, I want people to be able to earn a living. But so someone has a business of taking the team photos and the individual photos of the members of the basketball team, and then it changes. So she's on three different teams, but in a in, during a year, so you got to pay for three different team photos. And then you got to take her in. That's a special trip in to go get your team photo taken. And then there's an awards ceremony where you go in and uh, and you win awards for if you won an award. But then I think everybody also gets a trophy. My wife said, "Did I pay for the trophy?" I don't think. I think included in the basic fee of playing in the league is you also are paying for a trophy because everybody gets a trophy. And I get again, it's popular to complain about this. Everybody didn't get a trophy when I was a kid. Um, you only got a trophy if you were if you were the best, and uh, and then everybody else tried to make you feel bad because you didn't win a trophy. You know you're not the best. You're not as good as me. But there's only one person who's the best, and uh, the person who's second is also pretty good. And everybody who plays is doing better than some than the people. There's a lot more people not playing than there are people who are playing. And so why not give everybody a trophy? That's what I'm. I'm. It can cause problems when everybody thinks that they really did something and they're a big deal when in fact they just got a trophy because they did they did the thing but they did they did do something real, realistic but you got to get real you got to put things in perspective i'm not trying to drag ever, anybody down but let me tell you one of my problems is nobody gives me a trophy i've been a, i've been a comedian for uh, oh my god it's going on 35 years now 
And so uh, I, I'm not saying when do I get my trial. I'm not trying to cry you a river. I got a nice life. I'm going to Australia to do comedy festivals. I'm married to a, for- a wife who's got a foreign passport. I've got a daughter who's half a foreigner. And we're going to that foreign country to enjoy the company of my relatives who are foreigners. And uh, they treat me as if I'm not a foreigner. That's how nice they are. So I'm not complaining about my life. I'm not sitting here whining saying, where's my trophy? But I am saying, boy, it would be nice to get a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. It would be nice to get a trophy. And I know it would be nice for you to get a trophy. And I, I think it would be nice for us all to get my. What's my point? My point is I am coming out to the world when I get back to do comedy shows all around the United States. And when I'm doing that, um, I'm, I, I can't afford trophies for everybody. Look, the ticket price, frankly, it barely barely pays pays me and the other comedians. But I can give you a nice hug or a handshake and say congratulations to you as a participant as a participant in this show and this life and this day i would like to say congratulations congratulations to all of you we did it we did it and you know what we couldn't have done it without each other and i guess that's i'm finishing up where i started off we couldn't have done it without each other we're all in this together and i feel like sometimes when you're at home in your house with your little family or your friends it feels like hey those other people they don't they, they're, they're not they're not they're nothing to me they're not helping me out but all those other people are doing just a little bit to help you out to be in 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 the world with you and make it a little bit nicer so let's let's try not to honk at each other a little bit this is just one time just one time this week when somebody pisses you off just don't react to it don't don't honk at them don't don't yell at them just smile and no i'm gonna let that slide because we're all in this together they're on the team with me and i'm gonna see them at the awards ceremony let's, let's just try and do that this week all right you know you good people we're all well, i like to think we're all doing our best but i'd like to think we could all do a little bit better if we tried just a little bit harder and i know sometimes some of you are saying look i'm trying as hard as i can and so i'm not talking to you i'm talking i'm talking i'm talking to the rest of us all right hey thank you for listening i'm gonna see you soon you know what you can go to my website jakethis.com check my uh, tour dates i've got some gigs coming up when i get back from new zealand where am i gonna go where am i gonna go oh my god now i'm trying to now i'm trying to look at that i'm gonna be in bloomington indiana the comedy attic in uh, July, I'm going to be uh, uh, in September. I'm going to be in San Francisco. Then I'm going to C- up to Seattle, Kirkland, Washington. I'm going to be in Des Moines and Denver. You can see all that on my website, jakethis.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jakethis. You can I'm jakethis on Instagram. Um, I am on Snapchat. Is it Snapchat? I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do Snapchat. I'm not sure about that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm on Facebook. If you could follow me on Facebook, that would help me out. That's where I'm going to be posting a video of my Australia trip and uh, and some of my new zealand trips so i'm into that facebook i'm going to try and do facebook live that's my <laughs> there's my goal there's my dream my dream is for you to watch me on facebook live that's my dream it's a small dream i'm not asking for a trophy and i'm certainly not saying you don't deserve a trophy because you do if you've made it through this episode you deserve a trophy and i really appreciate your support i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed talking to you do you think do you think it's easy to i'm by myself you're listening to this, and you can hear me talking, but I'm actually by myself in a room pretending that you're listening, but you're not listening while I'm doing it. You're listening now at a later time. So if you if you think you're confused, oh, this is, I'm, I'm going to need a helper to figure out what just happened to me. Anyway, uh, all of those things, I'm trying to think of what else I can tell you. Oh, if you want to, you can buy my special uh, pictures of my dinner. That's on the website. I'm just trying to plug myself because as if as if you haven't done enough for me already. Um, 
if you want to go to my website on the front page down at the bottom right there's an Amazon link if you click on that then go to Amazon and buy whatever you're gonna buy they cut me in on a little slice it doesn't cost you anything totally helps me out it's like you and I are tricking Amazon into giving me money and I get it sounds like I win what do you get well you get to feel good about yourself for helping someone out and maybe that's the one nice thing you're gonna to do today so now you did that you can go ahead and swear at all the people who are cutting you off in traffic so that's a little don't do that try and do both things try and be nice to them try and be nice to me you don't have to be, you don't have to do the Amazon thing but if it occurs to you that's a thing I look I figured out I'm just I'm telling you because I'm fr I'm proud of myself that I figured out how to put that link on my website so that I could get paid a tiny fraction of the purchases that people make on Amazon you can buy band-aids on there right now or or whatever kind of brand of adhesive band-aid you can buy all kinds of band-aids you can buy this burn gel that I recommend I've bought that it actually works um, but that's a story for another day you people are nice people I'm gonna get on a airplane we're gonna be flying to New Zealand tonight we leave at almost midnight and we're gonna land in Tahiti on the way where we have to get off a plane so we fly for eight hours get off the plane for a couple hours and get back on a plane for five hours to fly to New Zealand so I should be completely mentally disoriented when I get there and uh, that's when I'm gonna be thinking about talking to you again so Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm trying to stay in a place of gratitude, stay in a place of forgiveness. Let's be kind to each other. We're all in this together. I will talk to you next time. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.